Welcome back to this week's episode of All 22. I'm your host, Fred Curtis, and my co-host, Kelly Dawsey. Kelly, man, I know you as a, a high school football coach, you know, you'll be at Alabama in about 15, 20 years max. But, um, you know, looking to get some some updates on sure what's going on in Georgia. Um, a lot of updates actually coming from a variety of schools or states, rather, finally making decisions about um, not just high school football seasons, but fall sports in general. Um, California, I think it's postponed there. High school football season. Uh, Virginia has postponed their season uh, until the spring. So they at least have said that there'll be no football this calendar year. They'll hope to start it uh, in January. Um, I I mean, I think we'd be crazy if we said we didn't expect this. But, um, you know, it's one thing I think for California to do it because they're, you know, kind of already always sort of out there. California kind of its own country. You know, it they, is, they, man. They, <laughs> It is. Yeah, I, I'm not mad at it either. No, I mean, yeah, maybe I'll end up there one day when I'm rich with that 13% sales tax. I mean, income tax. But um, but Virginia was a little bit of a shocker to me. One, uh, even though like demographics or political things, quote unquote, Virginia have changed. Like Virginia still, you know, has some southern tendencies. Mm-hmm. Um, and football is big in Virginia. I mean, it's not you know Georgia, Florida, that DC Texas. area, man. That, yeah, that, that yeah, DMV area. Yeah, I mean, a lot of guys come out of here. So just, you know, that was a that was a big, big change, monumental. And I think, you know, we would probably expect a whole lot of other states to to do that from uh, from this point on. But, I mean, this is a wide topic. We'll kind of dive into it. But just, you know, if you got any updates as far as of what's going on in, in Georgia and some other states where you have connections with and how are coaching staff suggesting to really just not knowing when and if there'll be a season? Well, with um, with Georgia, we uh, we pushed the season two weeks back. Um, from the original start date. So a lot of schools already, a lot of schools either went fully virtual, they gave kids the option, uh, um, and most of the Georgia schools will start August 3rd. So a lot of the uh, schools and counties, they pushed the school year back until August 17th. So um, the county I work in, we pushed it back to August 17th, but we're still all virtual. And what all virtual means is I don't think any county is requiring technically teachers to like actually go in the building uh, and teach, but obviously that's the expectation. So it's like, um, you know, with uh, indecision with daycares and things like that, people have kids. So I'm pretty sure like superintendents and principals understand the, the dynamic of, okay, you may not be able to go to the, school today but you still expect it to do your job and be a professional so you know we it's still like all virtual but you know you're expected to teach the class it's not like you wake up and teach from your bed all right so um you know a lot of parents are upset uh it was parents are going to be upset either way people are going to be mad either way you know but at the end of the day this is not your, your your child has the opportunity to still learn you know and this like we're, we're treating a lot of these people who are upset are treating it like it's you know not serious <laughs> this is not like you know this is not for play play right <laughs> that's what right. i'm saying like there are the, people the dying. Child, <laughs> we're literally trying to keep your child safe yes <laughs> does that mean he or she may fall behind a little bit because you know maybe you you're used to that classroom setting that's the only way that's the the way you can learn the best. Okay. But you're going to live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Most importantly, you're going to live. That's, That's just my point. take on it. Right. <laughs> but as far as fall sports, um, like I said, we, 
Georgia uh, pushed the season back for two weeks, but mm. we're still going to have a full 10-game st- uh, season, Lord willing. And we're still going to have two um, – a lot of schools are going for two scrimmage games instead of the traditional oh, one. Yeah. I think because we missed the spring. So you missed yeah. that spring scrimmage. <laughs> now you get an opportunity to play two games before your actual first regular season game. Um, we've been kind of going in phases. We went from 10, 10 kids per session to 25 kids to 50 kids. Now um, the state has opened up completely. So there's no cap on how many kids, uh, how many student athletes or coaches you can have per session, but they're restricting changing in the locker room right now still. So mm. kids will have to come already prepared, dressed, and we're encouraging them to, you know, you know, bring an extra shirt or extra pair of shorts or whatever, because the practices between conditioning, lifting, and the actual practice can be about three and a half hours long. Yeah. So the restrictions are being lifted. Um, season has been pushed back two weeks. So we're definitely, like I said, unless, you know, I don't know what can I don't I don't I don't foresee anything happening where we don't have a season now. Yeah. No, I mean that make that makes sense. I think I, I don't know. I, I think uh we mentioned this several times. I think it's definitely important for high school sports to still happen. You know, and people might, you know, have their opinion on that or whatnot, and the sport's more important than yada 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 yada. But I think because I I think we're firmly in the same boat. I don't think there should be any college sports. Yeah. As much as I love college football, I don't even be any college football. I think college, I think basketball, you can get away with a little bit easier if you play a regional schedule just because it's only what 12 guys instead of <laughs> it's instead of 70 or 80. Um, yeah, shoot, the staff, the, the training staff, uh, and the players, you're looking at only like 30 people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just it's monumentally, you know, smaller than, than football. Um, I think when you talk about high school sports, it's just. It's, it's not just athletics. Now, granted, you know, and there's actually a movie I added. I don't know if it's on HBO or whatever, but talks about, like, the culture around high school sports and mm-hmm. especially football and just, like, how, you know, things pretty much run rampant <laughs> at a lot of schools from a football perspective. And and, and I get all that. I, I look at it a different way and say I went to high school and played football with a lot of guys who, you know, they, they, they wouldn't have been, you know, gangbangers or didn't have no direction in life had they not mm-hmm. played football. But I think we all, you know, are open and able to acknowledge that, like, a part of why we've been able to be successful in life and where we are is just, it's just playing football. And it's not just being out on the field. It's people, like to, it's people like to, like, get rid of it as a cliche. But it actually, it does build character. It does, it does. build discipline. It does build relationship and Time management. You know? Like all of those things. All of those things, <laughs> if you're getting hired, a CEO wants to look, look for in an employee – yeah, football brings. I mean, sports in general, but especially football. You gotta you, you gotta come together with sixty, seventy, eighty or so guys, <laughs> and ten others on the field at the same time. So you gotta all be in cohesion with one another Everybody at the same time yep. to get the job that you want to done. Yep. And you all have the same common goal, and you together all you, you're together more than almost more than your family because oh yeah. Sleeping the, the eight hours you sleep or so, eight hours or so you're sleeping. I wouldn't count that with your family, but you, you see your football team more than you see your family. So, without question, <laughs> like it, it, it teaches you so many life skills, man. I agree. Yeah, it's like you know, I, I look back on you know, 
thankfully things are, you know, good in my life right now. They mm -hmm. haven't always been that case. And, you know, when I've been down and out, like, I mean, there's no better microcosm, I think, for like, for life, really. When you talk about trying to be a, a, a good man, a loving husband, yeah. father, provider, just like, yeah, we put all this work in over summer and we put all this work in over the week. You know, and then you come out, you give up a kickoff return for a touchdown, and then you throw an interception, you get smacked in the mouth, suddenly you're down 17 nothing. And all that preparation, yeah. you just, just going out the window. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yep. And that's what people always say. And I know people that hate me saying it. That's a microcosm for life. Like, it is. life knocks you down sometimes, even when you've done everything correctly, even when you've tried to plan out correctly, even when you've, you know, even when you've done everything the society says you should do and kind of set yourself up to be successful. It's just like, Life throws things at you you can't always control. How are you going to react? And I know people will hate us saying that, but like the the fundamental way in which I learned how to fight back some of that was having that circumstance happen in a, in football games, you know? And, and a lot of the times you don't even think, like you're not consciously thinking about, well, dang, in high school I played Marietta. We were down 17-0 and a half and came back. You're not thinking specifically about that situation. It's just – you think uh, I've been, you know, I felt this feeling before I need to get out of it. Yeah. 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 No, man. So I'm, consciously I'm, you're just like, okay, I can overcome this. You're not yeah. thinking about specific football situations. It's just, I know I can overcome this. And exactly. it's because of that reason. And these kids, they need that. Especially a lot of like, yeah. uh, we're, uh, I, I coach and teach at a title one school. So they, yeah. they need that. Yeah. <laughs> Might yeah. be their only way to afford college for one. And they're probably thinking, like right now, they're thinking just football. Mm -hmm. They're not thinking, okay, if I don't have a season, I may not have the opportunity to, you know, get out of my situation. So, yeah, yeah, they high school, yeah, I'm glad we're going to have a season. Just hopefully we can continue to follow the protocols and everybody stay safe. Yeah, I am too, man. And, and I guess it's different, right? If you're a guy out of Lassiter or – you know, uh, uh, John's Creek or whatever else to where, you know, just, just by nature of where you go to school at, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, you're going to, you're going to be fine if there's no season or if you don't have time to put another year of tape. But, you know, where I went to high school, where, where you went to high school, where you coach right now, like guys need this other year, not only from a standpoint of like, oh, I'm, I'm a friend's sort of scholarship player in general, but if uh -huh. I can get this out, because there's another aspect of like all the summer camps were canceled too. And a lot of guys exactly. get their promotion or not promotion. They're, they're a good amount of, you know, publicity, you know, on the seven on seven circuit or just on, on a variety of other things where they get a chance to be in front of college scouts. So all that stuff has already been negated as well. So you talk about taking another year of tape from them that can be monumental. But then the other aspect is just like, look, there's a lot of guys who are really good athletes, but they're not going to play at the next level. But this is sort of their last opportunity to really be in an environment daily to where they mm -hmm. have like leaders of men around them and they get to see that model. Um, and, you know, I, I get where some people say, Oh yeah, that's just that football macho speaking. It's like, yeah, there, there are issues with that in some pockets. I'm not going to say yeah. toxic masculinity is not a part of football culture, but it is, but for every single circumstance i think where that has borne itself out to be true there's an, another circumstance just as equal where there's a kid who has gone on to do amazing things because they had you know somebody challenging them prompting them pulling them and pushing them to be better at life and to sort of grow into that role and there's so many things now man i'm almost 30 like i think about my high school football coaches every day something they said something that that was that i was pushed to do like i i yes. every i'm not exaggerating every single day you every know day. 
<laughs> and and it's just that can't ever really be taken away. I don't want to put it as like a I don't want to put it on the pedestal religion. You know what I'm saying? But it's 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 that impactful. So um, yeah, I'm I'm excited. It's gonna be a season, man. I I think I'm just thinking about all the young men who uh, who need it, and I'm glad they're not gonna miss out on just some life skills as a, as a result of it. Yeah. With that in mind, though, um, we, we mentioned California and Georgia postponing their high school football seasons. I'm curious, you know, to get some insight on, you know, what's the impact on, on recruiting um, for programs, you know, like both from a power five perspective, but also a group of five. And then like, how does this, how does this help some guys? How does it hurt them? You know, like I mentioned, there's no, the summer circuit, you know, that was canceled. So if you talk about I mean, California, Virginia, these, these aren't, you know, Wyoming and yeah, I know it. North these Dakota, are, you know, so when it comes to football, guys coming out of these areas, yeah. Man. So I mean, what's what's the long term impact of that? With I think about I think about Cali first, just because we think about the top four. You got Cali, Georgia, Texas, Florida. Yeah, you know, top states as far as um, producing talent. You know, from uh, uh, from football. Cali's moving theirs to the spring, so it doesn't hurt the five-star quarterback from Marta Day, whoever that is right now. Right. It's long, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's somebody there. <laughs> it doesn't hurt that guy because he's like, I got my tape. Yeah. You know, I can, you know, I might, I might sit out my last year. He's already wrong. committed. Yeah. So it helps that it, it gets, you know, that it prevents him from getting anywhere and tear on his body. Since he's already committed, Southern Cows, whoever recruited him, are like, okay, we we already know what you can do. Just come, come on. on. Yeah. I mean, you're going to come in the spring. If you graduate early, whatever, you're going to come in the spring. You got the summer. So we're excited to get you on campus faster. Uh-huh. Uh, but for the guys who, you know, I'm thinking about – I think it's all about timing. So it says spring, but in reality, it'll probably start, you know, sometime in January. You know, preseason work, it'll have to start, you know, before Christmas break or something like that. And then you have Christmas break. They come back, have a few more weeks before the first game. But the season is about, what, four months? So you got mid-January to uh, April. But signing day is February. So the problem is the signing day is in February. And just right dab in the middle of what would be a spring football season. So you have to – you're going to say, hey, we're going to evaluate your tape from your junior season. But if a guy is a late bloomer, he's just not starting his senior season, dude, you got to have some, some, some impressive tape your first three or four weeks, you know, because signing day is up, you know, right around the corner. So that, that's going to be tough, man. <laughs> I'm thinking about it in that aspect. Other than that, other than that aspect of, you know, signing day coming in, in between your season, I would love a spring football league. <laughs> it's, 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 you have the cooler months. You have, you know, January is cold. You know, February is cold, but it's getting warmer towards the end. And you got March and April. March uh-huh. and April, I'm getting perfect weather. Uh-huh. You know, I, I, personally, I would like that, but I understand the nuances with um, signing day and things like that. So, that's 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 going to be tough. They should really just change it. I mean, I, I think we're going to see some major challenge, changes to the sports calendar. Henceforth. I don't mind it, man. Like, it, we bro. we we've spoken about why why is NBA starting before Christmas? Christmas should be the first game. 
first day of the NBA season. First yes. day of the NBA season. You're not competing. What does it start? Um, uh, mid, late October? It starts like October 17th this year. Something ridiculous. Okay, so mid, late October. And um, so football is literally prime in the middle of their season mm-hmm. during mid-October. Mm-hmm. So why compete with that when you can say we start at Christmas Day and then – you know, NFL is doing, uh, having their playoff run, mm-hmm. and you're just competing with NFL for that first month. Granted, it's a lot more games in the NBA, but you have nobody else to compete with. Hockey comes on, like, one channel. <laughs> so, like, I mean, if they decide to go to the spring, too, they play on NBC, and, you know, maybe they, will, they have – They would both benefit. Yeah. By changing so the calendar. you might get more hockey fans. <laughs> yeah. So, they're actually talking about that, too, but – I, I, it, it makes sense to me, man. <laughs> I mean, they both obviously start December, end in August, and it's just like, look, it's July and August just become like Stanley Cup finals, NBA finals, and like I'm cool with that. Like, and, and it's perfect because guys like me, I don't watch much baseball, <laughs> and and in 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 the summer is traditionally it's, uh, mm-hmm. golf, baseball. And I'm not with me. I'm not watching much sports after the NBA finals between NBA finals and starter, uh, the NFL preseason. I'm not watching much sports. So if for the sports fan in general, it'll be lovely because it's sports year round. You know, you pick your poison. And and everybody wins from it because like I heard some people say, and I, you know, I'm a, I'm a baseball guy, but like Mm -hmm. the dog days of summer with baseball, like I could, I could use some 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 playoff hockey or basketball to supplement that. And then, too, it, it benefits from an American sports perspective because, like, globally, like I heard somebody argue, and it made a good point. It's just like, yeah, summertime is big for tennis and golf and, like, you know, major soccer tournaments or whatever. And I'm a soccer guy. I'm never going to not watch soccer. But people who really indulge in golf, tennis, soccer, like those being global sports, you're not – they're not going to miss a beat. You're not going to miss not. anything. So you're not. <laughs> you, you might as well just, and from a business perspective, it makes sense because you're Disney's, your ESPN's, your NBC's. Great. We got stuff for our American watchers. Exactly. Basketball. We got stuff for our Canadian watchers, hockey. And then we yep. still got our global, you know, watchers and golf, tennis, soccer. It just makes too much sense, which is probably why it won't happen. Because um, it makes too much sense. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but such is such is life. America. Um, People don't like to change, man. No, nah, man. Uh, speaking of, I know you mentioned there's no 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 scrimmages in in high. I'm no scrimmages. There'll be two scrimmages, uh-huh. um, in in high school in Georgia. Hopefully, um, officially there is no NFL preseason. Mm-hmm. Um, that has been canceled finally, which I think everyone you know expected to to be the case. Yeah. Um, people have long been opponents to the NFL preseason. I'm not one of those folks. I don't know if they need four games, but I think people underestimate you know, the time and the work you need to, to be mm-hmm. ready to play American football at that level. Like, it doesn't matter how in shape you are. You just don't, you know, walk from your tremendous million-dollar weight room onto a, onto a field and, and, you know, your body's ready for that, but yeah. whatever. Um, but then there were no preseason games. I'm going to keep this question really blunt. How bad is NFL football going to be the first quarter of the season? It's going to be – it. It's going to be it's going to be bad, but I'm I don't want to say awful because they're still pros. Fair, like like they are professionals, so they're going to find a way. But it's not going to be you know 
Drew Brees is not going to be surgical like he always is the yeah. first month of the season. <laughs> so it, it's going to take some time with the rhythm and things like that. Uh, I'm with you with the preseason. I ne- four, four games is too much. Oh, yeah. Four games is – as they don't need – for one, you're wasting the vets' times because they don't even play the first two games. They don't play the first two games or the fourth game. The no, third they play game, one game. They play one half. <laughs> one half of one game. They play the third – it's always the third game they play the entire first half. Yeah. So I understand the preseason is, okay, you're going to get your vets in, you're going to get some time and things on some, uh, some live action timing. But for the most part, it's for the rookies, the undrafted guys, the the guys who are trying to make the roster. That's why for that's that's the I think that's the first reason why you need at least two mm-hmm. every year, um, just to get those guys some action. Now, you know, if you want to play the vets the first or or play the vets the second game, the the first half, mm-hmm. and that's all they play. But uh, you need that live time. I mean, like you said, I don't care, man. I've been in college football where. We run 26-110s, you know, once per week throughout the entire summer. You're doing all these conditioning drills. You're doing seven-on-seven, seven, individual work. The first day of camp, I'm dead still. Yep, yep. yep. Because, you, because you're, it's not different. practice. It's not practice. <laughs> um, unless you're practicing football, you're not in football shape. Yep. So that's why you need preseason. That's why you need – I don't care if it's – like okay with the joint practices i like those joint practices but it needs to be like a scrimmage mm-hmm. obviously not taking to the ground and things like that but it needs to be okay we're gonna do you know we're gonna rotate these groups in and have live scrimmages other than taking it to the ground so you get that actual work because any nfl guy tell you that first game i bet they're dead oh yeah <laughs> like they feel like they're in shape imagine and imagine a a road team going to denver they're going to definitely be dead. What a home field advantage the first quarter of the season. They yeah, have. because yeah. unless you're playing football, you're not in shape for football. So preseason, I, I get it why they did it this year. And, and they went from 90 player, ninety active players starting on the roster down to 80, which makes sense again because you don't have a preseason. So preseason is technically for, like I said, those, those guys competing for a roster spot. So I understand that part too. But, you know, moving forward, Two games, man. That's all yeah. they need. Two games. Yeah. The vets don't want it at all. Or nah, <laughs> the, vet, the vets want it reduced. I don't think they want to eliminate it, you know, altogether. But they don't get hit in practice anyway. Exactly. Because of the CBA, like, they don't even tackle anymore. I mean, that's, it's. <laughs> no. And that's why I'm like, man, I get they don't want it. But why don't y'all free these guys and let these young guys get the work that they need? Because... And, and that's my only thing. Get the young guys. Because. They, you, you're gonna have, cause football, NFL is, is about politics too. Like some, some, some teams, they already know who they want to make the roster, but you have a a Victor Cruz, who if he didn't have preseason, you wouldn't mm. have saw those amazing catches in the preseason, which allow him to make the team, which made him, you know, a pretty good receiver in the NFL. Yeah, for a few years, and without you know, without preseason games, you won't find that guy. And, and, and if you find that guy, Victor Cruz was undrafted. You're paying that guy pennies. You're paying him a half a million dollars for yep. four years, yep. for three years. <laughs> so, yeah, I understand why the, the owners still want preseason. 
So, I mean, you got a business reason to yeah. to want to have preseason still. I think my main thing is, like, I forget who said it. I think it might have been Bill Parcells or somebody who was up there on the Pantheon of coaching. It's like, you can't tell if a guy has it in practice or in camp. Unless, but but you can tell if he doesn't. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. like, some guy might look good, and it's like, all right, yeah, he's got some, you know, he's got some potential. You know, we put him out here under the lights, he might be able to do something. But And you probably know this as a coach. Like, you can yeah. tell who, like, and I can I can tell you who can't play in practice. I can easily tell you that. Yep. This guy might have some potential I need to be saying. It's just like from a business perspective, you don't want to eliminate the thing you that don't. allows you to get rid of guys easily either. <laughs> it's like, yeah, because I, like you said, I I have a certain list. I have a certain I have certain drills. Like this is this is my third school. So I, I have certain drills. Like I'm doing these first. I'm going to know right then. I'm going to know in this 15 minutes of individual whether you can play or not. I yeah. already know. Yeah. I already know whether you, okay, do I need to see you as now I, as a possible varsity player, JV player, and you just now came out there. I don't even have to know any history. If I tell you through these drills, I already know what you can do. Now, when we pull on the pads, that's something different because can you tackle? Do you have the mentality? If you get beat, you know, are you going to come back? All of that is different. But as yeah. far as the skill, you got to have the skill first. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of that other stuff comes later. If you don't have the skill, then I can't do anything with you anyway. With the eliminated preseason games, you're eliminating that factor of them to, to, to judge that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's going to lead to a lot more, I think, just misses. And, I'll, you know, hopefully in the years – down the road, you get a chance to see some of the guys who can, who can ball, who honestly just won't get that opportunity this this summer, which sucks. And you know, but it in, in a league to where you don't play for a long time anyway, that that's a little bit discouraging because you got you know undrafted free agents who probably won't be able to make rosters this year, and who can really play. Yeah, and you know, I'm confident they'll come back around and probably get opportunities in the next you know year or two or three. But it's it's twofold, like. Some of them may not. Life circumstances will happen. Like, granted, they've all just graduated college. There's a pandemic. Like, they still got to make money. So, not being able to football, not being able to play will change dynamics there. But then, also, it's like, you know, you might have an older guy who's 23 or 24, comes back around, bursts on the scene two years from now. It's like he's 27. And he's on his cheap contract. So, what does he do? He come back and he finally gets a chance to get really paid at 30? I mean, it's... It's just it's a lot, a lot of unfortunate things with the pandemic, but that's definitely one of them. So I guess we can't yeah, do much man. about that. Can't do it. <laughs> um, so moving on to this next topic, and uh, it's it's uh, it's uh, it's an interesting and challenging one. Uh, the first practicing doctor in NFL history, Laurent Devarney, is how you say is hard for the Chiefs. Uh, he's opted out of this season. Uh, he is not going to play. He got his uh, medical degree from McGill University of Montreal, which is uh, an elite global university, um, as Montreal is is from a city perspective. Um, but, you know, he said, quote, this is one of the most difficult decisions I've had to make in my life, but I must follow my convictions and do what I believe is right for me personally. He said, being at the front line during this offseason has given me a different perspective on this pandemic and the stress it puts on individuals in our healthcare system. Can I allow myself to potentially transmit the virus in our community simply to play the sport that I love? If I'm going to take risk, I would do it caring for patients. Um, what does this mean on a deeper philosophical level, 
not just about the NFL, but all American sports right now, that a guy who is a professional athlete, not just any, he is a starter. He started in a Super Bowl. So we're going to say, we're going to go ahead and just put this in this thing now, just like, oh, this is a political move. He's not really that good. Hush. He started in the Super Bowl. Started Same thing with Colin Kaepernick, which is like, dude started a Super Bowl. Different conversation. Um, but like, you know, so so there's important context there. And they got a chance to win another Super Bowl, too. And he says, hmm. I can't quite, I can't quite do this. It's almost like he's saying from a moral perspective, he just doesn't feel right playing football, seeing what he's seen in hospitals. It, it honestly kind of makes me feel like maybe I shouldn't be indulging in this. Um, but I don't know. I, I just, I feel kind of dirty. With the news. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like, not to admit, like you mentioned that he was a starter in the Super Bowl. He's a starter, obviously on the best, the best team in the NFL last year. So he's pretty you good. Know, it's, it's pretty good. And he's a doctor. So I, I forget, forget the starter part. He is a doctor first. He is a doctor first. And he's saying, I don't, I don't think it's morally right to play under these conditions. So, you know, you have a guy who started all these games. You got a guy who won a Super Bowl title. And, you know, he's done his research and he's pretty well, you know, he, he knows a lot of stuff because, like you said, he graduated from one of the most prestigious uh, universities in the world, not, you know, the USA. <laughs> but he's pretty sharp. So with his knowledge, he's saying, I don't think it's morally right because of what I've seen going on and because it's just not safe. Yeah. And so that's, I mean, you got to, you got to, you got to bring some attention to this guy. First off, it takes courage. It takes courage to do yeah. that. It, another thing is like, dude, you're going to, you're missing out on a salary too. So yeah. I mean, that's another thing. Like he's literally saying, I'm foregoing my salary. I don't know how much he makes, but 2.75. 2.75. So and that's not a lot 000. compared to, you know, a lot of NFL players, but that's a lot of money. <laughs> that's a lot of money. And people are like, oh, he's a doctor. He's fine. She's like, he's he, not practicing. He's not, he's, he's, he's practicing now. Okay. But he's practicing he's now. Like a high paying doctor. I mean, he might make what, 250, 300. That's what I'm saying. People, comfortable, but that's not like comfortable enough. Oh, I'm not going to go make this two and a half million dollars. Exactly. Like, <laughs> people got to understand, like, two fifty two fifty a year is a lot of money. Yes. But if you forego that two fifty a year, you're gonna be hurting, bro. Yes. But you just you, you you can't a lot of people, you don't know his financial situation. A lot of people don't save most of their money. I'm pretty sure he's a sharp guy because obviously he graduated. He does, you know, he has some money, he has some pennies in the bank, but he's foregoing that because of this pandemic. And that and we have to we have to pay attention to that because yeah. of his status. He was a starter on a Super Bowl champs, and he's a doctor who graduated, yeah. not just any doctor. He graduated from, you know, a pretty good university. So that, that, that's saying something, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I thought, I thought it'd be a disservice for us not to, not to bring that up, not to mention it. Um, yeah, I mean it has and, and look, you know, I'm I'm I think we're both on record saying this. We said it several times. And I'll keep saying it. I don't think there should be any American sports right now, just because the virus is not under control here. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the same time, you know, 
I'm not in control of the virus getting under control. <laughs> so, and I'm also not in control of these people wanting to keep their money machines going. And it's just like, people are like, oh, well, you're going to watch it. And that's why it's coming back. So you're just to blame. And it's like, no, not really. I live in society and I can't impact or change everything in society. And so, yeah, I'm going to watch it if it's on, but I don't agree it should be on. And exactly. like, that's just kind of the way it is. And to that point, it's just kind of like, you know, it's, it's, I feel I do feel a certain kind of way, mostly because things are worse than they are now, exponentially worse now than they I'm sorry, than they were in March in the United States, at least. Um, And like Rudy Gobert tested positive and it just shut everything down. Like, man, fast. (laughs) Like in the middle of the game. I, I literally remember. I was talking to one of the teachers I think when Rudy Gobert tested positive, I was talking to one of the teachers because they were thinking about shutting the season down. This was before they shut the NBA down. And he was like, I don't see what the big deal is. You know, only people who are dying from it are the elderly and at-risk people. Uh, He said, kids, fine. You know, uh, if you're you're in, in really good shape, you're fine. I don't see the problem. A week later, dude, <laughs> everything shut down. So I, I wanted to come back and be like, um, so all of this is a hoax? Like, what? <laughs> well, are elderly people and at-risk people not people? I mean. And, and, that's, and that's the thing, too. So you're, you're saying, you know, because technically speaking, you know, it's statistically speaking that they're closer to dying anyway that they shouldn't matter. Is that what you're saying? What a joke. I mean, like, it, it, it's, yeah, man. Like, I want, I want the people who said that, and we got receipts because it's 2020. <laughs> In 30 years, I want folks to keep that same energy. Like, oh, it's yeah. only the elderly people dying. Well, now you're 60. How do you feel? No, well, what? this guy, that's the thing. This guy is 60. <laughs> oh, so it was like, well, he, he's almost 60. But I'm like, dude, that could be you. And it's, you know, your mom's still living. Your parents are still living. So, right. like, I, I don't understand, like, to just have that. I don't even know the word for it. Like, you're, first off, you're, you're too confident in what you don't even know. Because right. in March, we didn't have nearly as much information, information as we needed. All, and that's all we heard, the elderly, you know, the, the at-risk people. Like I had a conversation with a guy, I think on Facebook. Like I love Facebook because I just get the troll. Yeah, you're a troll, bro. It's, <laughs> I know. It's, it's good though. I love it. Fun trolling. I, I, I love it. <laughs> but and the guy was saying, it, it. I think I posted something about um, for the the same people who are saying you're gonna wear a mask be, because the government told you so are the same people who wear a seatbelt who pay property taxes, who do all these other things just Hello. because the government told you so. Hello. So don't use that excuse <laughs> <laughs> to not like, wear a mask. What? If you don't want to wear a mask, just say, I don't want to wear a mask. But right. don't use, well, y'all, are just, my rocks. y'all are just pawns to the government. <laughs> uh, no, because you're a pawn. If Everybody's a pawn. Uh, everybody's if, if a pawn. Like that. Like, but, and, and he said, basically, he, he brought up the at-risk people. And I said, well, if they're wearing a mask, if, if, if all, if anything else, wear a mask. So if you're asymptomatic, you don't get those people. Exactly. If any, it's like, that simple. You have a, I think you just have a moral obligation to think, well, I might 
I might be infected, but more than mm-hmm. likely, I'm pretty healthy. I'm be a- a- asymptomatic. Mm-hmm. But if I'm asymptomatic, I can still spread it to somebody who's at risk or whoever. So I should wear one too. So that, and and, and that I don't understand that that makes too much sense. That's why we don't do it, like you it, said. <laughs> it's it's a it's a basic. It's not even respect. It's a basic acknowledgement of other people's humanity. That's it. To let let me wear a mask. So I don't get someone else's someone else sick. Yep. Like that. That's it. Because obviously <laughs> you you can't be, you know, I don't know. You can't be dumb enough. I I think dumb is the only word. You can't be dumb enough right now to say that coronavirus isn't real. Some people it, if, if you're saying it right now, then you're pretty. <laughs> yeah. I don't like calling anybody dumb. <clears throat> but you have no hope if you're yeah. still saying. It. Right. So if like you say, if anything, you have a moral obligation to keep others safe <laughs> but that makes too much sense so i mean that's what happens when you live in a hyper individualistic society but <clears throat> i don't know anyway yeah, different topic <laughs> um wear a mask y'all so there so just, that the first just wear one just wear a mask so the first practicing doctor can come back to the chiefs next year and play football <laughs> Um, because he, he can't this year and that, that kind of sucks. Um, exactly. I hope when the Ravens play him that, you know, whoever his replacement is, is the reason why y'all lose. Ooh, but that'd be great. But <laughs> I'm glad he took a stand and said, oh, you know, sure. this, isn't, sure. yeah, this isn't morally right. <laughs> for, sure. <laughs> for sure. I mean, it's going to be interesting because almost, man, all these titles are going to have asterisks by them. And, <clears throat> you know, and I don't, I mean, it's not going to take away. Well, I'm not going to say that. It might take away from. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I was going to bring it up, and I and this isn't even part of the rundown. So, That's what do you what do you think? Because I, I I've heard some uh you know I lo- I, lo- I love Shannon Sharp. <laughs> Shannon, he's, he's just Skill. man. The, the guy is entertainment, <laughs> but he brings valid points too. So he's saying, you know, him and Skip. I I, I think Skip, whatever. Skip is saying that it's going to be a big asterisk around the NBA champion. You know, yes, and, and, but, he, but he's saying this, this is my thing. He said in a bad way where, you know, it was it wasn't as hard. I'm saying I think and I'm with Shannon on this. You've been out for three months, so you have to bring your group back together in three months and forget the fans part. Forget the, you know, fans, they're, they're pros, so they can play, you know, in front of anybody. It's a little bit harder. Yes, but. You know, it's a little bit, uh, like I said, they're pros. But they've been out for three months. They've come back together. And as soon as anybody, you know, everybody is not in that bubble. All right? So they go out the bubble. They come back in. What if uh, if LeBron James or somebody on his team, what if Anthony Davis contracts the virus? He's out for two weeks. He's out for, yeah. He's out for two weeks at least. So you're in the middle of a playoff run. What if you're out for two weeks? You got to still win those games. You know, I think it's harder now just because of the uncertainty. Now, if everybody stays, everybody stays uh, healthy, nobody, you know, has to, to lose time because of the coronavirus, you know, I don't think there should be an asterisk because you, it's you, what they did was take the playoff team, all the teams that, are in the bubble right now, those are teams vying for playoff spots anyway. Yeah. So if you put all of those together, nobody is injured. You know, nobody has a significant injury. Nobody misses time because of COVID. 
I, I don't see any, I don't see a reason for an asterisk. That's just me. What you, what you think about that? Yeah, man, I'm in the other camp. And, and I'm in the other camp mostly because by the time they start games again Thursday, what is that, a four-month layoff? Yeah. And such a huge part of winning a title is the progressive fatigue that comes with it and managing your gotcha. body and, and injuries and whatnot. And so I think, like, they've had an entire offseason, probably longer than an offseason, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And so I, I think that's a big one. One, two is – you know, there are some guys now, forget just like the wear and tear in your body, but there are some guys who are healthy enough now to play who probably wouldn't have been able to play in the postseason. So you're getting those, you know, you're, get, you're getting those guys back. But then the third, I think, is like in the sport, I'll put, I, I think they're going to be good asterisks and they'll be bad asterisks. It's like I think whoever wins the Stanley Cup in hockey, good asterisks. Because, you know, just from a variety of ways, like there's not really a whole lot of home, home ice advantage in hockey. I think the numbers bear that out. Um, you know, they're all sort of, you know, camped out between two different cities. I think just the dynamics of it are a little bit different because so much of hockey is just like getting hot at the right time. And it's just like now everybody's on the same playing field as far as like trying to get hot. Mm-hmm. And basketball, especially I think NFL and NBA, I think it might be bad asterisks, particularly for basketball because so much of postseason, like I, I'm with you, they're pros, they can play anywhere. But, but the home huge, court advantage, a yeah. huge part of postseason is. is home court advantage is fans. Football it's, and basketball, especially, it's huge energy. How it feels different, the pressure, how the lights are configured differently, yeah. how there's no space <laughs> on the sideline from the like you feel all that mm-hmm. as a player, like the pressure, like yeah, this is this is different. This is not a Tuesday night in January at Minnesota, um, and so I, I, you can't. I don't know if you can replicate that. And I think you can try to yeah. say all you can, all you want. Oh, this is the final, you know, and they'll probably do it. They'll probably do it up and put, you know, a big old finals on the court and just kind of do a whole bunch of other stuff. But it's like, say, say, say the it's Bucks, the say it's Bucks Lakers. Like, you just, you, you're not gonna be able to make up for what would have been on like May 30th, Game One in Milwaukee, a city who hasn't mm-hmm. played a finals game since I think '73 or something. You're not gonna be able to replicate what that energy would have been like and the gotcha. advantage of that and the advantage of like LeBron coming in there with Giannis having won MVP and the Bucks just like, you can't replicate that. And, and I think that's the, that, that's the thing I'm going to miss the most. So it's not like yeah. the title still matters and it's definitely like whoever wins it is good, but it's at the same time, it's just like, there's so much, so much of the postseason is home court and energy. It's just like, and then you don't have to travel. Yeah. So, so I, 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 I see what you're saying because, especially in the NBA, and I'm thinking about um, thinking about LeBron. So, um, you got you know he has the most critics or whatever. So you, you're thinking about okay, the pressure fourth quarter, away game, you got the crowd just you know all on the other team. Yeah, <laughs> so he doesn't feel that. Yeah, no. now. It just it because in a pre or in a uh, exhibition game, it looks like a practice. It looks like a practice. Bro. It just looks like a practice. <laughs> so you don't have all of the outside things. So you're probably more comfortable. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, then you're gonna hear, well, he wouldn't have made such and such shot if he was, you know, oh, if, if he, so. Oh, I, I get. <laughs> I, no, I'm thinking about what people are going to say. No, no, you're saying. right. They are going to say that, which I wouldn't go say. that far. But there's going to be people who argue that. But, yeah, but yeah I, I think 
because you can't replicate that energy in those different arenas, you know, and I, 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 I see where you're going. <laughs> yeah. And I think, and like you said, like they're pros, but I mean, like people understand that stuff matters, man. It's like, still going to be hard. It's going to be gonna different. Be Say, you know, you're down for playing the bucks in the finals in this game. I don't know, seven or whatever. Like, it's just going to be different coming down the court. Yeah, they're going to play the little music, defense. But it's just like, when you when you're, you got 22,000 people doing that and all the media all over the place and Riri and Beyonce sitting courtside, yeah. like, all that matters. <laughs> and that gets man. to you. It doesn't matter if there's a pr- – they're human beings. Like, that that gets to them. Um, yep. So, I don't know. I'm not going to say it's an asterisk, but it's it's definitely different. It is, it, it is different. Like, uh, winning – beating the other team, it still is like, like – you should you won, all right. So if, if Lakers beat the Bucks, Clippers beat you know the Celtics, whomever, whoever whoever wins that finals game, you still have to say this team beat that team in the finals. Oh yeah, and they deserve that championship. Now would it have been different if it was a true home court advantage? Yes. Yeah. You know, will that team still won? Maybe, maybe not. But. My whole thing is don't you can't discount the thing completely and say, okay, this team was healthy, this team was healthy, this team beat that team. Right. They should be the champion. Right. That's my whole thing. No, don't I disc- don't discount the win just because circumstances were different. Just say, well, it may have gone a different way. It would have yeah. been more exciting for sure. I think the biggest thing, like everyone just needs to come on record and say what titles have what kind of asterisks. Like I'm yeah, already gonna yeah, say yeah, the yeah. NBA title has 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 a bad asterisk. And like it's yeah. still a title, but because to, yeah. to me it doesn't matter. You can't do it after the fact. You can't no, wait no. and see who wins and how it goes. No, okay, no, they did a great job. That's a heck of a title. Like yep. or LeBron has four now, but one's like, no, you gotta come out and you gotta just say it. Yep, and yep. then and then once you say that, it's a wrap. So like when the playoffs actually start. I don't want to hear the oh yeah, of course it was easy for LeBron. He didn't have to play on exactly. the they didn't have to, like, no, 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 no. We're going to stick this now. And then this, we're not having this part of the conversation later. Yeah. So like you and I just did, bam, it's on tape. Here it is. Okay, it's cool. It's on tape. This so is how we months, feel about it. Two months from now when we're talking Lakers Clippers, like this is not going to be a part of the conversation because otherwise it's just, it's going to be like this continuous sort of annoyance. And it's just like, mm-hmm. all right, yeah, like, no, this is how it is. We talked about this. It just is what it is. Because, um, yeah, I can already imagine Skip, Oh well, LeBron made that shot, but he wouldn't have made that shot on a regular yeah. staple. You already like, know nobody it. Wants Even though that. he's done it, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like no, nobody wants to hear that. Um, I mean, we're already on the NBA train, so let's just stay there. Uh, I know you don't watch much baseball, so you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, just for who, for people who do, I'm a big baseball fan. Um, I don't know, man. The, that time is going to be interesting because they're only playing sixty games. Sixty. I see. I know about it. You know, sixty games. <laughs> Hey, I I listen to sports talk radio. So, dude, I I can't imagine. And just because pitchers play, what, every five games? Five games, yeah. Every five games. So, like, you you can't – you have 12 appearances, maybe. If that. You know, 12 appearances, maybe. And you don't – you know, you have some pitchers who, you know, may take them three starts to get in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So now, what do you do? You got the starting pitcher. You're going to put him in a bullpen uh, a, a couple games. You're going to bring him. If you don't have a, a relief guy, you're going to bring him in just so he can get a rhythm. 
If you don't ever, it's, it's all about who gets the rhythm fastest because mm-hmm. it's only 60 games. Yeah. That's a hundred less games than they typically play. Bruh. <laughs> this baseball season, like, I like baseball. I'm going to watch it. But this one is definitely a bad asterisk. Like, I don't care who wins. Yankees, I'm a Braves fan. The Braves can win it. It's an asterisk. Like, yeah. 60 games. Because one, it's just you, 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 it usually takes you as a hitter, like, 100, 150 at bats to really get into the groove of it, you know, to really get comfortable with major league pitching to really get your, your hips and your glutes loose and all that good stuff. Like, I mean, that, that takes a time. It's a reason why they play so many games. Like your, your body has to get conditioned like to baseball in the way like other sports maybe isn't the case. And it's just, and then the team who won the world series last year was 19 and 31 after 50 games. Exactly. So it's just, like, they the game, you, you think about, you may, you pretty much get three at bats per game at yeah. least. And it takes you, like you said, 150, that's 50 games. <laughs> they wouldn't have made. They wouldn't have made the playoffs. They wouldn't have made the playoffs. So, they didn't get hot. <clears throat> they, if you start bad, you're dead. Yep. So and the Braves are supposed to be good. Braves start bad. They're dead. They're dead. <laughs> that's it. They lost yesterday. That's like being zero and three now, instead of zero and one. <clears throat> it's yep. just. It's not. It's. I'm glad it's back. I'm gonna watch it. But like, yeah, this title, whoever wins the World Series, is an asterisk. Like, period. why can't they do a hundred games? They could have done and just extend the season a that, little bit. I, I don't. know. Uh, baseball it makes too much sense man too much sense <laughs> um anyway nba awards <clears throat> i think i'm going with i don't know i'm not well as far as baseball i think i'm gonna just i, I picked a team out of left field i'm going with the reds i don't know why i don't know i i, I feel like one i don't want to pick the yankees because i don't like the yankees and then two if you pick the yankees astros or dodgers it's just kind of like all right cool story bro like just yeah, hop on yeah, the train yeah. i'm gonna go with the reds i like a lot of their signings um that good bats, good pitching. So yeah. Anyway, um, for anybody who watches baseball, <laughs> got the Reds. Uh, NBA is back Thursday. Thankfully, Zion has returned from uh, from his family matter, so he's back in the bubble. Um, I I really hope that means he plays Thursday. Otherwise, I have no interest in watching the Pelicans without him play. At all. Um, At Brandon all. Ingram and Lonzo Ball are great. Love Alvin Gentry, but I don't watch them play if Zion's not playing. So hopefully, he's there. Um, Pales Jazz and then Clippers late. I think actually we're gonna get a sense of like what intensity and energy there is off the bat with those two guys, yes, especially yes. Lakers Clippers. Yes, because we're gonna bring be able- their own intensity. Yeah, I think gonna- genuinely like don't like each other, and nope. it's all media driven. Yep, because it the, the, outside of basketball, they probably like LeBron and PG are cool. Oh, uh, yeah. Anthony Davis probably cool with a lot of those guys. LeBron and Kawhi. They're not, you know, enemies. You know, they adapt each other, you know, things like that. But Patrick Beverly and, you know, some of those other guys. It's like, they don't yeah, like it. Yeah, like. <laughs> <clears throat> they don't like it. I mean, like all that. them superstars hang out in Calabasas over the office. That's what I'm saying. They're, like, all, they're all best friends in, not, in they, real life. They're all but. best friends, man. <laughs> and the media just, you know, they, they, they put these stories together. And then they can't talk. Talk about it. You know, LeBron's not going to say, me and Kawhi just, you know, drank wine the other night. Just right. because, you know, you don't want to feel like you're being too friendly with your opponent. Yeah. But at, in the offseason, these guys work out together, man. Yeah, man. But at the end of the day, they're all trying to get better. They're not exactly. like, oh, I'm not going to help you get better because I got to face you. No, you're going to make me better, so I want to run with you. <laughs> it's just not the 80s and 90s anymore. It's People not. get mad about that, but it's just like – you can you just connect with people now in ways you didn't then. We have these things called like cell phones and social media. Like, come on, man. They would have done this back then if they had the access they had to the each access. other they did too. Like they're not any more competitive than people are now. 
And like, I'm, I'm a fan of like me, 90s basketball. I think Michael Jordan is the GOAT, but I get tired of like this. Oh, oh, oh they're buddy buddies. And Michael was a real competitor. It's like, nah, him and Charles Barkley were cool before they had this little fallout. Like, yeah. they just, it's just different now. If they play now, they would all hang out in Calabasas in the summertime, too. Like, so I don't. <laughs> if you look at the, you know, the, the, the last dance, if you look at any film from the, the 92 Olympics, like, they're, they're talking, they're friends. Like, they're yeah. cool. And they were cool but, then. Yes. But when they get on the court, it changes. Like, oh, yeah. okay, I'm competing against you. Yeah. And that's fine. Same These thing guys did now. not. They hated each other on the court. Right. They did not hate these people, man. <laughs> right. In real life, they did not. They did not. And hate they talked mad crap on the court. And then off they, of it, they were all fine. It's just the world is not that much different <laughs> in that regard. Like how people interact than it was 20 years ago. People that kills me. That or 30. Me. Dang, we old. That's not. 92 is not 20 years ago. It's not. I still, I always think 1970 is 30 years ago. <laughs> oh, me too, bro. Always. <laughs> 1970. My mom was born in the 70s. And I'm like. <sighs> 70, that's, she, oh, she's not 30. I'm 30. <laughs> man, dang, that, I just dated myself. Anyway, yeah, um, what you going, well, let's do a season awards first. Um, right. Let's save MVP for last. Rookie of the year. I think this should be simple, but there are people who oh, have. John Morant. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, man. He, he didn't, <laughs> uh, uh, Zion didn't play enough games. If you would have played enough games, uh, yeah. the Pelicans probably are the sixth or seventh seed. Oh yeah, and, not even having a battle. Yeah, and that's yes. He, the, the excitement he brings. He would have averaged, you know, at least twenty points, close to ten rebounds, you know, blocks and all that. He would have led uh, John Morant in all categories. So yeah. he would have been the rookie of the year, but he didn't play enough games. I think he played nineteen games. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah, you just you just can't. I mean, I love Zion. I think he's played exceptionally, and he's going to be a superstar in his league, but he didn't play enough games. Jaws, yeah. the rookie of the year. Um, he settled that pretty quick. Uh, and I don't really want to engage anybody else's argument saying Zion should be, <laughs> should be rookie of the year. He just didn't play enough games, period. Um, yep. Defensive player of the year should be pretty simple. Um, I, think, I think it's just as easy as rookie of the year. I got Giannis. I don't yeah, think it's Giannis. close, but I don't know what you think. Oh, I, I I think Giannis or AD. I, I have to look. Mm-hmm. I have to dive deeper into you know you know win shares and things like that. Uh, we all know that people people know the Bucks for defense. They can score too. Yeah. But like the Lakers last year were awful on defense, and True we that. all we all know Anthony Davis to be a pretty good defender, and obviously he claws up the middle and. We, we we give accolades to defensive player of the year, but it, it's all team defense. Like, but when a, when one player comes in and changes the team defense, you got to give that player uh, credit. So yeah, Giannis is a, a a good Giannis can play on the ball, and he's a good help guy. So yeah, I, I think it's out of those two. I'm I'm not mad at either one. Yeah, for me, Giannis was a differentiator for a couple of reasons. One is because Giannis so easily plays every and plays defends every single position. Position, yep. mm-hmm. so it's just easy for him to 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 switch off, pick and rolls to if he gets stuck on the guy down in the middle to pick up the point guard at the top of the arc. Like he can just he do can all do those all things. That. And then two, I I I'm not I don't have the numbers on this, but I saw in my mind this year I I saw too many times where I had Davis I saw Davis switch on a pick and roll, and 
Dame or Harden or Westbrook or whoever else. Just take them to Just take them. Just take them. Like they finished at the rack. A little, <laughs> a little bit too easy, too easier than I would like for someone who was defensive player of the year. That's all. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that, that may, yeah, I, I, I feel you. <laughs> so, so, I mean, David's still like, he's definitely top three in voting. It's just like in my, and I should have looked at this up, but like, I, I can vividly think, you know, back to October, just like, ooh, dang, that was just too easy there for Dane. Like, what is AD doing? I, I honestly think if, wherever you pick them, they're going to be one, two. Yeah. I think they're going to be one, two. And I think if, and the same reason, because AD can do that. You just, I mean, obviously you just have that memory in your head where he got, <laughs> he got taken to the hole, but that's the thing. Both of them have that versatility to guard all those positions. So, yeah, you know, and they do a pretty good job at it. So I think, you know, either one, but those definitely are one, two. Those two are one, two. Man, I really want to see them in the finals. I mean, I'm kind of mad that we'll never get the traditional finals between between those two teams because yeah. that would have been pretty cool. We don't have to go down this road right now, but like, because I think the Bucks could be the Lakers in traditional setting. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure they can beat them in a bubble because they don't have the home court. They don't. And, and I, I think they need it more than the Lakers do, oh, just yeah. because you got LeBron is in the 17th season. Yeah, you know I mean, he's ultimate pro. Anthony Davis, they they mesh well. You got these vets, you know, JR doesn't have to worry about the crowd noise to, you know, run it out and not See, but like something like that doesn't happen out. in a bubble, right? It's you not know? gonna happen. And because, so <laughs> so and literally the the Lakers are full of vets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> full of vets. Yeah. And Giannis is still trying to get over that, you know, he hasn't won a conference finals yet. So yeah, trying to get over that hump. And you're thinking about, you know, Middleton and you know, Robin Lopez and Players like that, you know, don't have a lot of playoff uh, experience. And they play better at home. Or Brooke Lopez, my bad. But, yeah. Yeah. So. It's going to suck. He also, I think, could have – he had a chance to really change the the, the course. I don't want to say the course of the NBA, but ha- had what happened, what I think would have happened this year. Because I think the Bucks would have had the chance to beat them in the finals in, like, six. I don't think it's going to happen in the bubble now. But, like – I think you would have had guys say, all right, I can, I can really be the alpha dog. I can do this, get all the credit, and then just have a good team and a good coach built around me. And I'm afraid what might happen is just this super team thing just, just sticking. Um, <clears throat> you know, anyway, it's kind of sad. But we can talk yeah. about those predictions later. Um, coach of the year, who you got? Um. I, I don't. I don't want to give it to Bud again. <laughs> <laughs> but it's hard, right? I he mean, des- he, he deserves it. <laughs> he deserves it. For one, I, I, I'm still mad about the Hawks, man. The Hawks because they had him. How you let that guy go? They literally. It, it was a matter of all right, but we can't win with this group. We're going to let the group go. So you're free to go. Basically, yeah, because he's like, I don't want to keep, you know, coaching the, this rebuild because you're letting all my guys go. You don't want to resign them. But anyway, but Buzz a great coach. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. How, what, what about you? Let me let me think about that. <laughs> yeah, I want to I want to give it my, my initial inclination is to give it to Bud. Uh-huh. Um, however. 
I, I don't know if, I don't know if Bud is like voter fatigue. The same reason why like Barkley won MVP in '93 and Malone won it in '97. Or LeBron didn't win like six straight. Or yeah, you know, you know it, not yeah, saying the guys who won it weren't deserving. It's just kind of like guys just get tired of voting for the same guy. So I'm fine <laughs> if guys vote for Bud. I think uh-huh. I'm just kind of tired of him winning it one. But then two also. Uh, Nick Nurse and Billy was, Donovan yeah. have done exceptional jobs this year. You know what? I, I forgot the Thunder, man. Like, for you know what? Those two, I think those two have to be your top two. And only because yeah. Bud deserves it. Bud has a superstar. Yeah. Bud has a superstar. It, just by having him, you're going to win 45, 50 games. Easy. Yeah, I want someone you 50. Nick Nurse lost his best player player and in turn the second best player got better yeah Pascal Siakam yeah but he's an all-star he's gonna be an all-star for a long time he's he's pushing that uh, I mean yeah. he's not a superstar yet but, but he can possible. get like let him win uh, a, a few playoff series and uh-huh. he's the sole reason then he's gonna be you know he's gonna be right there but Billy Donovan man he they traded PG they traded um, uh, 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 Russell and in, in turn got an old CP3. Oh, and yeah. they were just like, you know what? If, when it first happened, CP3 is going to get a buyout. Uh, they're just going to go in for a rebuild mode. They're like, nah, nah. Nah, we had to. They traded <laughs> you got two those, You got that team, what? They're in the, the seventh seed, sixth or seventh seed. And Six. Yeah, they're in the sixth seed with just CP3. It's crazy. I mean, they do have other pieces, but the names you know, you a lot of people don't know those young guys. Nah, they know CB3, Stephen Adams. <laughs> so, and he got those guys sit seed in the West. Like that's, oh, that's fifth. Impressive. my bad. Fifth. Brief. Yeah. Come on, man. On that's impressive, but that's impressive. Yeah, I mean, Bill, I, I, I'm, a, I'm gonna break my own tie here. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna go with <laughs> Billy Donovan um, for all those reasons. One, and then two. I think like a pseudo part of coach of the year is uh, is Sam Presti because yeah, he traded away two superstars. And he didn't really have a choice. And even like the Harden trade wasn't him. People always like to bash him. And it's like, that was all Clay Bennett, not one to not wanting to pay James number one, but then two, and this can be its own like podcast series itself, but like, I'm not sure James was worth being paid at that moment either. He wasn't. And two, like, it was they all prediction. It was all prediction. He had he had been awful in the postseason. <laughs> he was awful in the finals while he was dating Trina. And like they were really concerned about his nightlife habits, which yeah. I guess he's managed to to not I guess he's managed to manage at the same time, managed to manage. Uh-huh. <laughs> um but especially being in Houston, it's why long long story short, we can talk about this later. I think when Harden's done, it's a steep decline. Um like in a year or two, but cause he's, he just, he's, yeah, he's loves strippers anyway. But, um, <laughs> but like there was reasons to that. But anyway, what he got back for those two guys, first of all, they have a crap ton of picks over the next five or six yes. years. It is yes. ridiculous. And picks don't normally matter except when you have a guy who, you know, can draft and exactly. Sam Presti is the best executive in the league, like period right now. And then they also got back Shea Gilgis Alexander, who I always liked probably was yep. the best guard in the in the draft last year they still got schroeder who may be six man of the year 
And they just bought in more reinforcements. Reinforcements. I always liked Stephen Adams. They gave Nerlens Noel another go around, and somehow Nerlens Noel is only twenty five years old. Which how I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> I felt like he was at Kentucky when I was like a child. Um, He's uh, um um uh, what's the uh, what's the receiver from Clemson, man? Hunter Renfro. <laughs> yes, man. Guy was there eight years. I don't care what anybody says. Yes. Uh, you know, it's just like, and they playing big minutes to guys like these guys aren't scrubs, but Terrence Ferguson, you know, like Hamadou Diallo, like Abdel Nader. I mean, like Billy doing his thing. Billy uh, doing his thing, man. Billy I'm, doing I'm, his thing. Like, Billy did his thing at Florida. Billy's doing his thing now. <laughs> like, I'm going to give it to him. I'm going to give it to Billy Donovan. And he's not the reason why he never won a championship. It's really Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. But, yeah. um, all right, MVP. I'm biased. Well, we know this is going to. But, I mean, I, I have – I'm going to give it to Giannis. But oh. – No, I'm going to – like, I, if, if we're counting pre just everything, because from pure numbers, all his numbers are better than LeBron's, other than assists, yeah. obviously. Um, younger Giannis can obviously defend better than LeBron. Yes. And we, we know that. Yeah, that's not an opinion. Yeah, that's that's not an opinion. That's a fact. Now, prom Miami Heat, LeBron, you you know, you can probably make an argument. Yeah. But um, number, I think he averaged more points, uh, more points, more rebounds, uh, more blocks and steals. Um, my thing with this is why I always, I say it's biased, but it's kind of not biased. This is why I always believe LeBron can win it every year. Take him, like, if you – there's recorded stats where it says when he's off the court, this is how – this is how bad his team is getting outscored. Yeah. And it's, it's ridiculous, <laughs> yeah. especially those Cleveland years. Even with Kyrie, even with Kevin Love, when he's off the court, the team gets outscored by, like, 10 points. Oof. And when you look at all the other players in not just this year, like, you can take Giannis, you can take Kawhi, um, you know, Luca, whoever, whatever star you think of, that point differential is not is not nearly as large. And I, I want to think. I mean, it's kind of how they built that uh, that team because he's not the point guard, but he's the point guard. You know, a lot of those guys can't get their own shot, so you gotta you you gotta put that in consideration on how the team was built because he's the primary distributor. You know, I I, I get that. But for your team to be outscored that much when you're not on the court consistently, no matter what organization, no matter what year you play for, that's some value there. And if you're talking strictly on value, because it is the most valuable player, like I can give it to him every year. But I know how that is. <laughs> like who was the best player last yeah. year? You can still, you know, maybe it's, it's, it's got to be those two that you think about. But I, I, I'll still go Giannis because he, he's still fresh. Give him another year. After next year, he can have a better year than this previous two years. He's not going to win it next year just because no. of voters fatigue. Yeah. But, yeah, that's I, I think you got to go with one of those two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with it. I um, So I'm, I'm going to do a top three here. Third, I would have I would have Dame third. And I know a lot of people would probably be mad at that. They look at, you know, their record. I think it's I love 20, that, man. 
29 and there's ninth place, whatever the record is, 29 and 37 or something like that. Um, <clears throat> not because of him, though. It ain't because of him. Their team defense uh, <laughs> is terrible. The defense is terrible. awful. Um, <laughs> and I actually think I, I like Terry Stotts a whole lot more than other people do. I think he's an exceptional coach. Um, and this season, you know, before everything went, went, went kaput, Dame was averaging, you know, 28.9, so 29 points, 7 points, so 29-8. I mean, throwing it's four. Probably, and he's probably better than your favorite point guard. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. And, and I don't understand. I think it's a Portland thing. It, it has to be a Portland thing, man, because he gets on national TV. He, you know, he quiets down the whole Thunder roster. He, 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 makes, he makes Russell Westbrook say, you know what? I'm done being loyal. I'm cool with getting traded. <laughs> he made that happen. He, he, he made two superstars leave yeah. Oklahoma City. Yeah. yeah and man. now, it, I think before Russell Westbrook got the best of Dame, but Dude, Dame is a better point guard, better player than Russell yeah, right now. Without question. And, like, I, I think if you count Harden as a point guard, you can put maybe Harden in front of him. But it's not many point guards you'll put over Damian Lillard. Yeah. So, I, I'm i cool with that. No, nah, that's real. <laughs> um, Yeah, I would have Dame third. I think he's just having an exceptional season. He makes other guys better. I think he's single-handedly keeping them in the playoff race. Like, yeah, he's the reason why they're there. I think they do need to trade McCollum. I like McCollum. I just think those two too. can't coexist. It's, and it, and it's crazy because they'll both kind of get buckets. Yeah. But it's just not working. It's, it's not. just like the Bradley Bill and John Wall thing. Yeah, yeah, I should have broke that up two years ago. I don't think, and I don't know why, I don't think you should have superstar point guard, superstar shooting guard. Nope. I haven't seen it work. Me neither. Like and what I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to think of a team where that worked. You can have a wing guy, you have a wing guy and a, a great point guard, yeah. or like with LeBron and Wade, shooting guard, wing guy. With the point guard and you know shooting guard being your 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 tops your your stars, I haven't seen it work, and I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I, break, I haven't. Break that up. Bring a wing guy in, or break that up. Get a um, draft a guy. Just. Do something different because what you're doing is not working. And they've been kind of riddled with kind of injuries at some key spots at the wrong times too. But yeah. still, that, that it's just not – it's not getting you where you need to be. So you might as well trade McCullum while you have some value. Exactly. I'll, I'll do the same thing. And this offseason, I'm going to go ahead and break that up. I think they reached their peak together last year. And they got to the Western Conference Finals. Like, that's not a yeah. bad – that's not a bad peak. It's a great peak. But, but that, that, that's their peak. <laughs> that, that is their peak yeah, with that yeah. team constructed. Even with, with, was it Nurkic? He was out. Oh, yeah. Nurkic so was out. he was out. But even with that, it's like you still have that Western Conference Finals peak. Yeah. So it's... if you have that peak, trade the guy and try a different dynamic. Try something different. Get your wing guy in, man. And a lot of, I think you're going to have to trade or draft because – Free yeah. agents aren't going to Portland. They're not going to Portland. Which I don't I mean Portland's a good place. I don't understand why, but these guys just I've never been. <laughs> they're so they're so enamored with Big Los Angeles and New York and Miami. It's just like, all right, cool, I guess. But I don't I mean you don't need that, I guess, like at this point. I guess you, you probably didn't. You don't. You don't need LeBron James did not go to LA for to make more money. No. He didn't well, he didn't have to go to LA to make right. more money. Right. You know that was a long-term hey, post-basketball power move. Exactly. KD 
they keep saying he went to Golden State. You know, when he went to Golden State, he was close to Silicon Valley. He got into investments more, but he didn't need to. No. He's Kevin Durant. He went there for basketball. <laughs> he went, yeah, he wanted to win a couple rings, see how yeah. it felt. And now he still feels incomplete because now he's still hearing the rumors of, or the noise of, well, you didn't really, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, he's human, but yeah, man, I don't, I don't understand the, dude, I, I wouldn't want to live in Miami. Heck no. I, 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 I can't. <laughs> Not a professional basketball player. No. Jimmy Butler is like living his life right now. Yeah. <laughs> we know why he went to Miami. A- exactly. But <clears throat> I would not want to live there as a professional basketball nah. player. Whatever. It's going to be too many distractions. Yeah. No. Nah. I mean, like, Miami's a great place to visit. Like, I've been yeah. to Miami. I don't, I don't like Miami. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I could live in L.A. I get it. But everything is spread out. The air is dirty. 13.3% state income tax. Like, I'm, I'm good. I'm good yeah. on anything in California. I've I lived visit. in Chicago. I've <laughs> Wonderful. I've lived in Chicago. It's a great city. Wonderful. I love it culturally. But, like, my, everything freezes off from December to April. Like, I just, I don't understand these guys. I don't understand honest. it. I but, don't understand it. You know, hey, especially if you're a guy who's, like, married and got family. But, hey, do your thing. You know, like, every – it's, like, unsaid. And I'm going to go ahead and say it. Like, we know why these guys like these big cities. We, we know. know why guys like Miami and Houston. Okay? Exactly. Like, and do your thing, bro. But, I, to me, I just couldn't do it just because right. of all of those distractions, man. Especially right. if you have a family. Now, if you're going to Florida – you know, go to Orlando where, Orlando. you know, you don't have state income tax. <laughs> go to Orlando where you could just, you can, you, a quick flight or a quick drive to Miami. Right. <laughs> go to, yeah, go there for the money and just, yeah. I'm man. just, I'm just tired of it being phrased as like, oh, he, these guys are going here. They want to be in big markets. Like they're not going here for the market because they know they could become superstars and make the same amount of money in Oklahoma City Regardless, or, or Memphis. You can hire, like, hey. <laughs> You you have a team. Hire your team. Hey, I need this right. done. Let them handle it. You don't have to be in that city. No. So you can do what we're doing right now. We're on Zoom. Exactly. <laughs> so let's just be real about it. like Dame has plenty of endorsement deals They're up there in Portland. So up like stop saying big market. We know what guys we know what guys like Miami, Houston, Dallas, LA, and Chicago for. And let's just be honest. It's cool. Anyway. Even though I, I, I hope Dame leaves to a big market. Just so he can get more recognition. Yeah. Because, you know, West Coast, Portland isn't getting much, you know, primetime game. Yeah. So, for his sake, for, for my sake, I hope for him, he leaves. Yeah. But he's not tripping. Oh, no. <laughs> he's chilling. I don't he know if he's it. married or not, but, yeah. you no, know, he's probably just coasting, man. He's living a good life, not, yeah. not having uh, so, many, so many people in his business. Um, yep. Anyway, I had Dane third. Sec- I put LeBron second, which means I have Giannis first. Uh, I actually think there's a there's a great basketball argument for LeBron being first. He should there he should have several more MVPs to be honest. But I think again, voter fatigue. Um, mm-hmm. His numbers are his his points per game numbers are a little bit down, but uh, he's averaging a career high in assists this year with ten point six. So and I think that that was one of my main reasons mm-hmm. because obviously even when he went to Miami, they went down just because you know Wade's a prolific scorer. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis, uh, I'm not sure what he's averaging, but you see games, if you watch games, you see really early, and it's happened, like, from the jump. LeBron James, like, he's trying to give the team to Anthony Davis. Yeah. Like, he's, like, he's feeding him the ball. Yeah. All right, I can take the shot. I can take him to the goal. You can – it's, like, 
it's plain as day he's trying to – and that's just how he plays. He's trying to get his teammates involved. He's trying – Anthony Davis hasn't played in big moments. So he's like, hey, I'm going to feed you. I'm going to feed you. Yeah. He hasn't. Yeah, <laughs> so you're right. I'm trying to get you ready for the postseason. So, like the game when he came back to New Orleans, I think he scored 49 or something like that. The Browns delivered. Hey, bro, you here. got this. You got, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he does that for a reason. Yeah. And you're year 17. You're leading the league in assists, and you're not even a point guard. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, he's yeah. still putting up huge numbers. And, and he's putting up huge numbers in areas that matter. Like, he yep. is changing his game and still being elite as in his age 35. He'll be 36 in December. And, and this is where, honestly, this is where I always told people. I said this last decade. No, the decade before. Dang, we're just getting old. I said this like <laughs> at first in, like, 2009. Yeah. It's like LeBron does have the chance to, to be the greatest of all time. What what's going to what's going to have to potentially get him there is the next three to four years, because Mike is the greatest of all time because of what he did yeah. in his age 35, 36 seasons, mm-hmm. um, and we're seeing glimpses of that from LeBron as far as being able to alter and adjust his game because he's he, he's still a great athlete. He's not the same athlete he was ten years ago. You can watch him play and see that. Um, so seeing how he's able to adjust, be more of a distributor, set other guys up, make them better, so on and so forth, uh, I think that's good, and I'm looking forward to that. The other thing is I don't, it can't be understated sort of what he's done for them as a team and just as an ambassador for the league, especially since, since, since Kobe's passing. Um, so I think that, you know, I'm, that has to be a part, of the, a part of the conversation. I think in a way him and his, in that team have, with him at the forefront, I really just helped an entire community, you know, mm-hmm. kind of heal from that. Um, and by community, I say like black community, basketball community, to yeah. be honest, not just guys in the league. Like, you know, everybody felt like they knew Kobe because in a way we did. Like I hate when people, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, but I got Giannis. I think Giannis is just having a, a monster season. Stats yeah. aside, they, they, were, they, were, they were on the path to a historically good team. Um, on a variety of levels. I think they were 53 and 12 um, when this thing shut down. And I don't know if they're still like, if they're starting over with the same records or what, I'd have to do more research on that. Um, But, you know, monster season for him right now, he was averaging almost 30. So 29 and six, which is ridiculous for, I mean, 20, okay. I put 30 points a game, 29.6, 11 and a half. No, I'm sorry. That's defensive rebound, 13.7 rebounds. Yeah. 5.8 assists. So this guy's averaging 30, 14, and 6 off of 55% shooting. He's still a bad three-point shooter. And that's – so we talk about, like, efficiency. Yeah. You got to pinpoint to LeBron's efficiency, of course. But uh, Giannis is efficient. He just – what he does, he does well. He doesn't take a lot of threes. He doesn't shoot well. He gets to the hole. Yeah. Where he shoots from, he does it well. Yeah. Like LeBron, LeBron, you know, he's trying to, you know, he shoots from the logo now. It's just amazing that he's still. Yeah, bro. He's shooting over 50% and he's taking shots like that still. That little weak move now. But he'd be crushing oh it when he just God. looks down that, at the ball. It is the just weakest. Like, that's move the weakest old ever. man move and he but kills it. it. <laughs> he'd be crushing it. But every time he does, I'm like, he's about to do it. And he does it. <laughs> and, and he just makes it. So, and I'm like, dude, you're shooting. It's not high volume. But you're probably shooting about, you know, six, seven threes a game. Yeah. 
And your percentage has gone up the last few years. Yeah. It's like <laughs> he's you're, becoming a better shooter. Your field goal percentage, I think, is probably around 55 too. I don't, I don't remember. I think he's had maybe his first couple of years, he was under 50%, but he's probably had like four seasons total where he's been under 50% total shooting. And I, that's, that's crazy to me. That's crazy efficiency, man. Still a, a, a terrible free throw shooter, which I don't get. Terrible How you get better three-point shooting? Get better at three-point shooting, but you're terrible at free throws. I don't know. It's more it's, concentration. Yeah, he's just getting getting worse at the the free throw area. And somehow, I mean, overall, he's shooting. Well, he's shooting like what for almost fifty percent. So he's right at fifty, which is a little bit lower than I think in seventeen eighteen he shot you know about fifty four percent or whatever. But gotcha. I think, but he's not as much of a. He's he's not taking. It's more jump shots now. It just doesn't see. It seems like, and this is where you can't really always look at stats because uh-huh. he's just he's more he's taking smarter shots. Yeah, I think, or just being smarter with the game. And so it's like, yeah, technically, if you look at his numbers, his shooting percentage is a little bit lower. His field goal attempts are about in line with where they've been at, but for the past few years. But when you watch LeBron play now, it's just like he's just. Somehow he's still getting smarter at basketball. You look up, oh, he's got 30 points. Yeah. Even seem like. like if you see Giannis is like this entire game is like highlight dunks. It feels you know, like he's it got feels 30. like 30. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't look up. I'm not surprised that well, we can't watch games anymore. But if I was yeah. there, you know, look exactly. up. Oh, Giannis is 30. Like I'm not surprised by that. There have been games this year where it's like LeBron James, 32. I'm like, what when that happened? Even um, with you watch Kawhi, like like Paul George is a, a a volume shooter now. Yeah, you know he'll make a few crazy shots. Kawhi Leonard mid mid range game crazy free throw line. You see, okay, well, dang, he got twenty eight points right now. LeBron is just it's a lot of easy shots. It's weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's weird. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's it's, it's yeah, it's I, I I give it to Giannis though only because they were having. A historically good season. Now they had lost three in a row towards. They were the on end pace of, for seventy wins. They were on pace for that. seventy wins, and then they lost three in a row before before lockdown. So I, that that was a uh, you know a bit of a you know whatever. I think they were on a West Coast trip too though. But um, their point difference was eleven point two, which is historically ridiculous. Um, that's a blowout. You get yeah. beat by ten points in NBA. That's a blowout. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's double the Lakers' point differential, which is plus seven point four. Um, yeah, I mean, I, w- I would give it. I would give it to Giannis for that reason. Um, yeah. Like you said, I don't think he'll win next year because then you know the the water fatigue would just be wild. But um, and yeah, they were on. They, yeah, they were on a West Coast trip. They were at LA, at Phoenix, at Denver. Lost all three of those, and then things went kaput. And you know that's normally what happens. You know because they I, probably did too much in Los Angeles. Uh, I think what happened, and this was on pace to happen because during that same three game losing streak. LeBron had went crazy over the weekend, beat the Clippers, beat the Bucks. Um, so that was in March. So you had about what four weeks? Mm-hmm. It was mid-March. So I think you had a month left in the season. So that's when it became a conversation again. Cause before that, it was like runaway Giannis. Yeah. But that happened, and then LeBron started, you know, beating these teams. And obviously, those primetime games, he, he he's gonna see. Clippers in the conference finals may see the Bucks in the, the in the finals. So you saw that live, and he beat those teams. If you were to continue that, and the Lakers were kept winning, then it would have been a real conversation. Yeah. So. 
That's one of the interesting things, and we can wrap with this, and that I think the 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 downside or the argument people have always made with Giannis is is what we just talked about. It's just like he he, he can't shoot threes. So it, it's detrimental. I mean, we saw this with Toronto and Nick Nurse and Kawhi last postseason. It was just like, all right, we're packing this lane, bro. This is playoffs. You're not getting the same foul calls you got in December. That's just the way this goes. Uh-huh. So you're going to have to beat us shooting, you know, shooting from the outside. He can't do that. I don't – and this is just going to be interesting to see. I don't know. I don't know if you're going to get the playoffs officiated the same way either because so much of that is related Fans. to energy as well. Right. Yeah. It's just more tense. It's a different atmosphere. It's fans. It's media. I don't know how they're going to replicate the change of energy between like regular season and playoffs. And people can say, Oh, it's the playoffs. We're pros. We'll turn it on. A lot of that is is energy, man. Created. And like, maybe he will get the same calls now in the playoffs that in a normal world, he wouldn't get. And it's just so many things up in the wind as far as how these games are going to be officiated and what kind of atmosphere there might be. Cause if he's going to get the same calls, in the playoffs and the finals, this if they make it this year, that he would get in January or February, they can win the title. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like, all right, Adam, like, what are you telling? What are you telling these refs to do? What kind of atmosphere are y'all gonna try to create? Like, it's just different. It's a lot of different variables, right? That that we just can't, you know, we just won't know until you see it. But I think that that has to be, you know, a part in the background too, because like you just mentioned, like those games had playoff atmospheres the last few yeah. they played against mm-hmm. the Clippers, against the Bucks. And part of LeBron's mind was just like, oh, y'all talking about the Clippers going to get to you. They didn't talk to L.A.? Think, okay, yeah. let me show y'all. You know you know he thinks. Whatever like, he says, he's lying. He thinks about that. Get out of here. Yeah, he I mean, watches that. <laughs> like, oh, he's human, finals, man. This is a finals preview? Okay, let me show you about the guy. Exactly. You know? And I just, <laughs> I just don't, even for the greatest player in the world, I, I don't know how you can replicate that in a bubble. And I'm sure he'll find a way. Um, I'm just interested to see – how how all this works in basketball i just really am like fan uh, i'm glad they're doing the tune-ups yeah in the re- regular season then the postseason yeah so they, they at least got that right so teams are going to you know the lakers probably going to you know teams like the lakers and the bucks are going to beat the teams oh, some yeah. teams just because they're better teams yeah you know but they have these other games leading up to the postseason where okay now we figured out what you know, what energy we need to bring, things mm-hmm. like that. You know, we've played 14 games already. Now mm-hmm. it's the postseason, so we'll be ready. So I in that actually, aspect, I think I like. Yeah, I think it will actually be good because hopefully if we get through these first few rounds faster, I think there'll be more sweeps because, Hope like, so. you know, like, the, <laughs> like the, the Lakers, for example, you know, if they play Memphis, like Memphis probably wins a – not. I say Memphis wins a game. I like think a game, I think a game that, three or a game four in Memphis. Yeah, I, the yeah. Lakers are sweeping them in a bubble. Yeah, I mean, like, cause I don't got to deal with that home court. You know, same yep. with same with Milwaukee and whoever ends up being the AC. Like, can I don't know Orlando win a game, game three or four no. in Orlando? Yeah, they could do that. But in Orlando, in Orlando, like with like. Yeah. It, yeah, <laughs> but like in Amway, <laughs> in Amway, but like yeah. at Disney World with no fans and just no. like an AAU environment, no. But Milwaukee is sweeping them by an average of twenty points yeah. a game. So I don't know, man. It's gonna be, it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be interesting. And and Thursday can't come fast enough. Oh, I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait. Uh, I, I got pre-planning this week. I actually, dang, I got practice. What? What, what time does that game start, man? The Pels Jazz is at 6.30, but Lakers Clips, I think, is at 9. Bet. I'll be up all night. 
And that's a good thing, <laughs> though, is that these games are earlier for us, least coach people. It um, is, it is, because nope. I got practice at seven. Oh, you'll be, oh, yeah. Seven. Right, in, right on time. Right so, on yeah. time. <laughs> All right, bro. Right, next week, uh, we're diving back into season previews for the NFL. I think we'll start with the glorious AFC South. Um, so y'all, y'all join us for that as we switch gears uh, every every week leading up to to NFL season. We're gonna talk NFL previews. Too much going on in college football, and then I, I think we both believe I we, I don't think it's gonna be a college football season. I don't so, either. Um, I don't either, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah. So if if it ends up being one, you know, we'll we'll jam we'll jam on some some conference previews, but uh, gonna dive into NFL training camp. Actually, start Wednesday. So. Um, yeah, we'll start season previews next coming week. Make sure you join us, share the pod if you like it. Uh, Kelly, man, good stuff, man. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm excited to talk some NFL next week. Hey, go Jags. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. All 22.